Podcast. It's me, your co-host, Kira Lynch. And me, Sarah Collins. And welcome to episode four. Episode four. It's kind of mad. I kind of forgot where we were there for a minute. I was like, is it episode three or four? But no, it's definitely four. It's been just so such a manic few weeks. I'm like, where where are we? What are we doing? So yeah, we're recording this on Monday. And Sarah, how was your weekend? It was really good. I saw the Barbie movie on Friday. Okay, we need to talk about it. It was so good. It was like, I... Was it? Yeah, it was. I never thought a Barbie movie would teach me like life lessons and stuff, but it, it did. I don't want to spoil it too much, but it's it's fantastic. I would highly recommend going to, to watch it. The singing, there's a bit yeah. of singing, a bit of dancing, and a lot of conversations in it to do with just being a, a woman and existing in the world that we live in today okay. and it talks about mothers and it was really it brought a tear to my eye actually at points it was just it was fantastic and like everyone in the cinema I mean got up and clapped when the film ended like it was it was really good oh my god I haven't heard of that in a very long time I know and it was it was packed that's amazing it was it was brilliant it was really really good and I never thought I'd enjoy I I knew I'd like it but I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did yeah like I would go and see it again a hundred percent that's their big claims there you've said a lot there now and do you know what you're not the only one that has said that as well I've only seen really positive reviews all over now granted it's all on Instagram like I'm seeing people on their Instagram stories but everyone across the board I don't think I've seen one person say that they haven't enjoyed it which for for a movie as well that's been everywhere is really like overhyped I I don't know but maybe it's not overhyped it's actually that good it's not I went into it thinking it was going to be like this really like kind of out there fun enjoyable like and it was enjoyable and it was really good but there was life lessons planted into the movie as well that I think maybe if you're like a young child you probably wouldn't have copped onto it but because I was that Mm. little bit older and actually a lot of the people in the cinema there was a load of like guys my age and girls my age and even older than that again and there was a lot of life lessons that I think we all learned I feel like if you're a a younger child you maybe you wouldn't have copped onto it as much but I think for the rest of us you did what did you get up to what did I get up to on the weekend um well I locked myself out of my house on Friday remember (laughs) oh my god I went down to a coffee shop just at the bottom of my road and came back and I was on the phone. I think that's what happened. I was a bit distracted. So I was on the phone and I was walking back home and I was like, oh, sugar, I do not have my house keys. Um, But my office is at the back of the house. So like a lot of the time I can get in like through the door here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe that's open. So I went around. um, I went through my neighbor's house. I knocked on her door and she was in a meeting. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going through. So I went in, went around the back and could not believe that the back door was then closed and I couldn't get in um so annoying so yeah I sat in my my neighbor then very kindly took me in and gave me tea but um 
it was a Friday so it was obviously like a working day yeah. and I couldn't get my laptop um and I had an appointment to get my hair done in the afternoon and the plan was to like take the laptop and it was an admin day anyway mm-hmm. so I didn't have any meetings um so yeah I ended up like anyway not doing very much work-wise on Friday um but I got my hair done I was delighted about that and then Saturday very boring Sarah I just like cleaned my house okay cleaned my house and I read a lot I read a lot of books um really well I'm I read I finished one book which is the Rachel incident oh my god it's from Caroline O'Donoghue which is an Irish author so good like really good um and then I started a another book one Eliza Clark uh boy parts and I am almost through the last book in the Akatar series I don't know if you've heard of it oh. A Court of Thorns and Roses by I've Sarah heard J. of Maps. it yeah I have heard of that if you're in any way on book talk it's all over it's all over TikTok basically uh, and I'm on the last book of that so I'm my goal was to try and finish it okay didn't happen um but it's like 800 pages so I'm not going to beat Gosh. myself up too much, but I got to like page 500 or something. It's amazing though. Do you know what? It's a really good series. It's it's not my genre as such. It's fantasy, but I definitely recommend it. It's a good, like it's a romance really, um, mm-hmm. just set in kind of like a fantasy world. But yeah, it's it's really good. I definitely recommend it. And then of course, yesterday I watched The Hurling and Limerick One. Oh, yes. So for anyone who's... <laughs> not Irish that is listening it's our national sport um and I'm from Limerick and we won the All-Ireland so I watched that yesterday um but yeah the weekend goes so quickly it went really really fast I was down in West Cork for the weekend we went to a festival down there and it was like it just it went really really quick I feel like it was Friday and then it was Sunday night there, there just feels yeah. like there was no festival was it it's iris it's a family festival in a town in west cork now it was lashing for the weekend i mean tip typical oh but it was still mm. really cozy at the same time just sitting inside or going to the pub and just having a casual drink mm. it was it was really cozy it kind of gave me autumn winter vibes which i did like in a way because i am an autumn winter girl at heart it was mm, it was gorgeous. It was really, really nice. I know what you mean about those days like where it's raining outside and you're just in like a yeah. cozy old man pub with the fire. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's and it's like yeah. down in West Cork as well. I mean, it's all the, the farmers and the pub and everything. It was very, very Irish, but you, you got to love yeah. it. You have to love it. Yeah. I listened to um it's it's not a podcast and it's not a book it's kind of like a series Mm -hmm. like a mini series I think there's like 10 episodes but it is listening it's on audible called West Cork about um the lady from France who was murdered in there yeah oh my god if you have an audible subscription it's literally just called West Cork and I think it's included like you don't have to pay any extra but oh my god it was one of the first like audio book of that kind of style that I ever read and it was I don't want to say the word good because you know yeah. a woman did die but it's like a journalist two journalists kind of investigating it um 
So it's it's done and produced very well. That whole story is just, I mean, I remember the documentary series that came out, was it last year? I think it came out on Netflix and then there mm. was one on TV as well. And I watched both. And that was the first time I'd kind of proper got to know the story. And I just found it insane. The whole story is just mm. mad. It really is. It's very sad. Yeah, um, it is. And it was like, that was 20 years ago? Yeah, something like that. So yeah, so you went to see Barbie. I just read a lot. Um, but I do think I will go to see Barbie. I think, I do think I want to go see it. Um, so maybe I'll just let you know when I go. But I, I do think a lot of the cinemas, it was sold out. Completely sold out. And you know what? It was so nice as well. Everyone who went to the cinema to watch the movie, you could just see crowds of people in pink. I thought that was the cutest thing. Everyone wore pink. I wore a pink dress. There was people in suits, pink suits. It was just so nice to see that a movie can, you know, just bring a group of people together, people who don't know each other. It just brought us all together. It was so good. Yeah. I also haven't heard of like a movie do that in such a long time, if, if ever. I mean, there's no other movie that kind of springs to mind in that no. way. I mean, I'm sure there are, but I think it's definitely the movie that has kind of done the most in terms of like marketing, just incredible marketing, I think. Yeah. Um, we spoke about it in last week's podcast episode. So for anyone who, di- who did miss it, um, the theme of the episode was actually talking about threads because that is obviously the new social media platform out at the minute, but it just... Barbie kind of came and took over (laughs) it did and you know what rightly so it it deserved its moment and I think this movie is going to have a lasting impact on a a lot of people I mean I've seen so many people on Instagram over the weekend be like my outlook on different things in life has completely changed after seeing this Mm. film like it it really does affect you in a good way oh that's so good I'm so glad that it actually like lived up to the hype and that it wasn't just yeah a rubbish like movie or like a bit of a letdown no it was so good so beauty news over the last week I mean we spoke about it just very briefly in our slack channel but it is kind of uh the big announcement of L'Oreal Paris having now signed Kendall Jenner as their new beauty ambassador so Sarah what were your thoughts on this when you saw it I thought it was an interesting move from L'Oreal I really like yeah. I love Kendall Jenner I'm not gonna lie I'm a Kardashians girl every Thursday you will see me at the laptop watching it but I don't know if it's the right move I don't know I personally have never seen Kendall Jenner promote L'Oreal products or talk about them or anything so I think it's an interesting move from them I'll be interested to see what she does or what products she's going to promote what is she, like what is she going to do I thought it was interesting it was unexpected I think it was random maybe you would say what do you think I I agree with you I think one of the things that I actually kind of forgot about is um that she was previously an ambassador for Estee Lauder yes which I completely forgot about. Yeah. So first of all, you've kind of got that in the mix. Secondly, L'Oreal, I do agree with you. I don't know if Kendall Jenner is using L'Oreal products. She doesn't strike me as that consumer. No. Um, And in many ways, like 
it's interesting that they haven't been approached or maybe they have and it hasn't worked out but that we haven't had another one of the kind of Kardashian sisters slash Jenners be in the mix now um Kim has her own skincare line and obviously Kylie Cosmetics it's competing yeah um she does seem the kind of the natural choice to go for within the group but I don't know if she will have the pull that they want her to have so they they have said that one of the reasons for signing her was to appeal to a Gen Z audience now if I was trying to appeal to a Gen Z audience I don't know if Kendall Jenner would be my first choice I also don't think Gen Z have the fact and this is just my opinion I'm also not a Gen Z I'm, I'm a millennial um but I don't think the Kardashian brand has that effect on Gen Z so it doesn't feel like the placement is is the best suited no I don't think so I think they could have gone with I'm just trying to think of somebody who would be more appropriate to the brand maybe an influencer along the lines of let's say Emma Chamberlain I know she's with Lancome and we'll probably talk about her in a bit but I think if they went with somebody Mm. who maybe is just a little bit more normal in a way and kind of more relatable than Kendall Jenner then it might have worked out a little bit better but I like I know for me Mm. when I think of someone who's influential for Gen Z people I wouldn't Kendall Jenner just doesn't come to mind for me she just doesn't she's also not a Gen Z herself no she's not what age is she she's 25 26. So the announcement from L'Oreal follows Jenner wearing the drugstore brand's makeup products at the Met Gala in May, which saw a spike in social media engagement and UGC for the brand. But also was that, I mean, that's probably drip feeding rather than being organic. I think deals like this tend to take maybe up to a year in the making to get everything like signed, sealed and delivered. So I think that's more... Like, yeah, like drip feeding the information rather than like, oh, she's an actual fan and decided to uh, go with it. And it says that Jenner's makeup artist for the evening, Mary Phillips, detailed the products used on Instagram using the hashtag L'Oreal Paris partner. So again, it's like it's a very much a this is a collab. Yeah, I don't, I just think it's a very random partnership. I mean, if I was to think, let's say now, if I was to think of somebody who would be better suited Maybe it would be a TikTok star. Let's take, I don't know, Charlie D'Amelio or you could do Addison Ray or somebody along mm. those lines that are kind of a little bit more down to earth in a way and a little bit more relatable for those of us who are younger. But I just think Kendall Jenner is a really random one. She's definitely the coolest Kardashian though. She is. Oh my God, she is. I sh- and she's stunning. She's absolutely beautiful. And her clothes and everything. I mean, she's really, really cool. But I don't know if she was the right fit for this part. I think it'll be interesting to see how it develops over time and what she does. I think she's bringing out a lipstick, isn't she? Like a limited edition. For L'Oreal. But it will be interesting to see. I just saw there that, yeah, she is 27. So... I don't even think that fits the Gen Z bracket. But again, very interestingly, it says here um, that the 27-year-old is an ambassador for L'Oreal. It will mark a break in the relationship between the Kardashian-Jenner family and rival owner 
rival brand owner Coty. So Coty okay. currently owns her sister brand Kylie Cosmetics and have a minority stake in Kardashian Skin, which is um Skin Kim's brand. Yeah, very interesting. It's kind of a strange move all round. I think it will be interesting to see what she does. I think I mean she did get a lot of backlash for it, a lot of horrible backlash as well, which I don't think was necessary. It was it was horrible actually. As I yeah. feel like as soon as it came out, all of the hate came rolling in. But then that's kind of typical sometimes with these things. But it'll be yeah. interesting. I would love to talk to somebody in L'Oreal and just ask them, like, what was it that you saw in her? What like why did you why mm. did you pick her? I think it would be interesting to see their thoughts behind the move as well. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because. I feel like a lot of Kendall's collaborations or ambassadorship that she has done has like none of them seem to have kind of landed very well. No, none of them have. I mean, she's done collaborations with Longchamp and all of these more higher end brands. Actually, she's never really done one that's been more drugstore, I guess you could say. From like a cosmetics point of view, yeah. definitely. I mean, like, do you remember the the Pepsi ad? Um, yes. You know, I think when she was proactive as well, a lot of people were like, oh, just just didn't believe that that would be her route if she had skin problems. Like, I just feel like, yeah, sometimes they just don't land with people or there's something about her. But actually, yeah, I do quite like her. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it doesn't feel like the the best kind of collaboration that they could have done. And I mean, yeah, like L'Oreal have so many people on their books for across all of their their products and their campaigns but it leads to like such an interesting conversation which is kind of the topic for today is like do are we in an age where brands still need ambassadors like celebrity ambassadors um or do they just need kind of to have a bit more of a personality on on social media which is kind of always what we say as well we're like you know the brand needs to have a tone of voice and things like that but it is definitely a really interesting conversation. And yeah, I kind of think we should have a chat through some of the the bigger campaigns that we probably have known or like some of the more famous ones. And there's obviously like ones that, you know, kind of like Kendall, we always think, oh, that's a bit random. Yeah. But some of them really work. So, Sarah, do you, are there any kind of like standout collaborations that you can think of that you've kind of have either been maybe something that you've loved or haven't really hit the mark? Well, one that comes to mind for me straight away is the Lancome and Emma Chamberlain partnership. I just think that was a really, really good move. And I know, I think I talked about this in one of the first podcast episodes that I did with you, but I just think it was a really smart move. I mean, getting Emma Chamberlain on board for Lancome allowed them to reach a younger market before with Lancome you would have seen the really stunning I mean absolutely incredible ads with it was is it Julie Roberts or Julia Roberts Mm. you would have seen the Olivier Bell they were huge massive absolutely stunning don't get me wrong but I think in order for them to appeal to a younger market they had to bring someone who was more kind of Gen Z on board 
And they did that and they did it so well by bringing out a YouTube series and she's doing a lot of stuff on Instagram and stuff for them. And she's made it really fun. All of her videos are taking us behind the scenes of what it looks like in Lancome and the, the HQ in France. And also you get to learn about her personality. And she's also so raw and honest about everything yeah. and like in all the content that she does that I just think this partnership it's something that you wouldn't have thought about before but it works so well it does and like I think it kind of comes back to that point as well that you made a few moments ago about the Kendall thing and it's like you know if you're kind of reaching the Gen Z audience okay think about how all of this content is going to be produced yeah. and it's er, consumed and it's it's what like 95% of the time going to be through social media so why not partner with somebody who makes who makes that process really easy for you so they're used to being on camera tick they are comfortable like talking they can create their own content you can utilize their audience and I know you can do that of course with celebrities but it doesn't feel as authentic no it doesn't and I think because Emma Chamberlain has been in the creator world for so many years I mean seven eight years something like that she just knows how to be on camera she knows how to work a camera and she knows how to reach an audience in a more authentic way I think with celebrities sometimes it's just a little bit more difficult I think if you've started out on TikTok or on YouTube or Instagram and you're you're someone normal who just kind of turned into this big kind of influencer I think sometimes it's easier to connect with your audience but when you're a celebrity I think because sometimes we put them on a pedestal and we think they're up here and we're down here kind of a thing it can be a little bit more difficult but I think influencers like Emma Chamberlain level out the playing field a little bit completely off a different topic but very similar to what you've just mentioned did you see on TikTok over the weekend that there is this girl who has started a podcast? She's kind of blowing up. I think her name is Bobby Azoff or something along those lines. I've probably butchered her name. Um, but she had a video. I don't even know what the video was, if I'm being completely honest, um, that went viral and Drake's team had seen it. And then they've reached out to her to do an episode with him and then all of these kind of like little podcast clips of him and her chatting in the bed have gone viral yeah and it just goes to show that like it is the authentic content with the real people that's what's going viral and somebody like Drake is kind of like I can see what she's doing I'm going to reach out to her because this helps my brand and it gets her to a different platform, which it absolutely has. So like, I think collaborations like that, again, you know, we're thinking about the success of it all and kind of hoping that this goes viral and all that, but it definitely helps both sides. It helps her and him. It does. I think because you can see, you saw Drake's personality so well. I'd never really listened to an interview or anything with him before. I just listen to his music but I don't really know much about him so I thought it was actually really funny it was a really really good interview I saw the clips all over my TikTok I think every video I scrolled past was actually just Drake's interview I don't think I came across any other TikTok over the weekend that's so funny yeah it was the same at my timeline it was everywhere and 
Yeah, it's just kind of like kind of goes back to that authentic piece as well, which I think is just it's important across every campaign that you do. One of the one of because when I was sitting down and doing research for this episode, I was like, oh, just think of like, you know, celebrity endorsements or collaborations that I've kind of, you know, really worked well. Um, And one for me, this is a throwback, Sarah, you might not remember this, but the biggest one that always stands out for me is when Britney was the ambassador for Skechers. Was she? Oh my God. Do you know, like, because you know the way like Skechers now, I don't know if you wear Skechers. I don't, but I very much in my mind, I'm like, oh, they're the kind of shoes like parents wear. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say the same thing. That, you know, people going out for for their walks and, and all of that. Like it's not dare I say it's not like a cool edgy brand um but when Britney was the ambassador I needed a pair of Skechers like I needed them really and I loved Britney and that's what she I feel anyway had done for that brand um I think she was their ambassador for a few years and then I think they got Christina Aguilera I'm sure they've had other people throughout the years, but that was one that always kind of like stood out to me. I would never have asked for a pair of sketches if it hadn't been for Britney Spears. So interesting. I never saw that. I mean, maybe I just don't remember. Did she do like huge TV commercials and the whole lot? Oh, she was the face of Skechers. I don't know how much they paid her, but yeah, she was the what? face of Skechers for for a few years. That one, because I loved Britney. So like, yeah, she could have told me that you know to go buy a to go buy grass or something and I would have (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh um yeah loved her um so that like that's kind of one that always like kind of stands out for me um any other ones from your side one like some of the stuff that I was thinking about are not even really celebrities but more influencers I really liked the time when the likes of Emily Canham and Patricia Bright they were ambassadors for L'Oreal so they'd get to go on like these huge press trips and they'd vlog it and they'd take us along I loved those like olden day YouTube videos I just thought they were yeah so good and Emily Canham is still an ambassador for L'Oreal and she just recently went to I think Greece with them and she went to the south of France with them as well she spoke at an event and I just really love influencers like Emily and like Patricia that bring their followers or viewers along the journey with them and it almost feels like you're there with them and you get to go behind the scenes and you get to see these incredible hotel room tours and all the fashion shows and you get to go to the factory with them I really liked that time I don't think it's there as much anymore Emily Canham still kind of does it but I think that that must have been what five six years ago when that was really a big thing where you kind of get to be brought along in those YouTube videos that was a time that I wish we could bring back and maybe it is going to come back around but I really that was probably a standout moment for me yeah I think because everything kind of comes back in doesn't it like they're saying now that the the feed aesthetic on Instagram is out you shouldn't care about what your feed looks like but I mean I care about what my feed looks like I don't know maybe it's too ingrained (laughs) in my head but um so yeah I think 
something like that will like naturally come back around well you you hope anyway you do hope that things like that will come back um yeah sometimes it's interesting with influencers because I think we could do like a whole episode on influencer partnerships and you know how to even choose the right influencer because it is something like even with all of our brands they'll say to us you know we want to work with this person or like how do you know if it's a good fit um so there's definitely like loads that we could talk through from that um because sometimes it's not always the right fit or like when an influencer is like all of their content is hashtag sponsored hashtag ad and you know that kind of keeps coming through and then there's the ones where they feel like oh my god of course you would partner with them it's like if you were drinking coffee every day and then you know starbucks reaches out to you and then suddenly like that's an authentic partnership um which feels really good but i think the one thing that i think is really interesting and i know we were kind of looking at beauty brands being a beauty podcast but uh the women's world cup has just started and it's really interesting that i didn't notice this with the last women's world cup and i'm sure it was there but i feel like the scale that it's on now is is definitely bigger um but i live in north london and a few weeks ago i saw a bus go by and it was like Il Maquillage, which is obviously the cosmetic brand, was sponsoring the Arsenal football team. And I was like, they went past on a bus. And I was like, that is really random because my mind went to the men's Arsenal team. It was actually the women's. And I was like, oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. But there's a lot of brands now that are jumping on the sponsorship of like, women's football at the minute particularly with the world cup being on so we have i just had like some examples um so urban decay is one that's actually sponsoring um the women's world cup and then you've also got a couple of the unilever brands as well so like the doves of the world um lux and lifeboy um which are three of the unilever brands but i just thought it was really interesting that i think for the first time we're kind of bringing the beauty world to kind of a woman's sport i don't know what do you think about that really interesting actually because i'd never seen that i've never seen partnerships between football team like female football teams and beauty brands before i don't think that's ever yeah ever been done up until this world cup No, I don't think it has either. And, you know, they're really like some of them are really smart partnerships as well, because um, one of the football players, I'm going to get her name wrong. So I'm going to look. It's Lottie Wubin Moy. Um, So she's a player on the England's uh, England football team. And P&G, so Procter & Gamble, who own the Venus shaving brand. um, She's now like an ambassador for them. And I'm like, amazing. That makes such good sense because you know she's got her legs out every day she shaves because initially you would think okay how can you combine sports and beauty and make it really relevant and I think some of the brands have done a really great job but yeah I thought the Il Maquillage one because it was it must have been about two months ago when I had seen it so like the world the women's world cup was not even on my radar and I saw yeah the advert on the side of a bus it was it was so clever and it also just allows beauty brands to reach a whole new audience as well because maybe a lot of people who do follow football may not be interested or 
may not have heard much about products or whatever within these brands. So it's a good way for those beauty brands as well to just reach a whole new audience. Have you seen, I saw this on TikTok, so it might have also come up on your timeline. Um, the So Orange, the phone network, are the sponsors for the French women's football team. And they have released this TV advert. And you know the kind of the misconception of, oh, women's football is just not the same. It's not as interesting yeah. and, and all of this. They've They've released a advert and it's male football players playing a match and then it's like all the crowds and they're going wild and like all of this um and then what they've actually done is used cgi we spoke about cgi last week but they've cgi'd men onto the screen but it's actually women playing oh so yeah so you're watching it thinking it that it's men and everyone's like cheering and all of this but it's actually females playing and then they kind of like show then the same scenes with the with the actual women playing um and just like showing like the skill and you know it's like you just think women's football is not interesting but actually it's just as it's just as good they're just as skilled it's like it's it's amazing it's such a good ad you should definitely look it up if you haven't i just french female ad tiktok (laughs) all the buzzwords i haven't seen that yet that's really good though I really I'm gonna have to watch that after you know when you watch something you're like oh body chills yeah (laughs) and you know what I think like because I'm just thinking about I mean the Paris Saint-Germain football team this is completely not beauty related as well but I think it's interesting to see the more high-end luxury brands partner with football teams because Dior partnered with Paris Saint-Germain so all of their football players get dressed up in like Dior suits for all of the matches they're custom made you know fit perfectly on them they get bags they get shoes they get everything and I think it's really interesting to see higher end brands kind of come down to football teams like the likes of Dior and Paris Saint-Germain it makes sense because they're both French and PSG is a really successful team and Dior is obviously one of the most successful brands out there but I think it's really interesting to see both of them partner up with each other because I think I read online somewhere that when Dior partnered up with PSG they were able to reach like over 1 million new people or something like that just through all of the players promoting them on socials and tagging them and stuff like that but I think it's really interesting to see all of these partnerships between like a high-end luxury brand and then a sports team it's so random but it when it works it works really well and I recently read as well about SA Lauder um have teamed up at like Manchester United as well oh really yeah so I actually read this on cosmetics business I've got the article here so Estee Lauder is the latest unexpected signing for Manchester United the Estee Lauder company's flagship brand has announced that it's teaming up with the British football club 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 (laughs) club (laughs) as its first ever skincare partner so starting this summer the partnership's inaugural campaign will launch with players from Manchester United's first team I'm just gonna say Marcus Rashford and Luke Shaw because I can't pronounce the rest of these names (laughs) SA Lauder believes the deal will help it reach and engage with the club's extensive fan base in the Asia 
Pacific region. The campaign, initially spotlighting Estee Lauder's Advanced Night Repair Serum, aims to engage fans across Manchester United social platforms, which have a reach of more than 250 million in China alone. Um, We are excited to collaborate with the world's most popular football team, on this first of its kind partnership and to expand Estee Lauder's reach to new audiences of male consumers in an unexpected and groundbreaking way, said Justin Boxford, who is the global brand president at Estee Lauder. So there's definitely something in this kind of sports and beauty angle that is off. I suppose when you first look at it, you're like, that doesn't seem right. But when you sit and think about it, you're like, yeah I get it like I do I understand the thinking behind it and yeah Estee Lauder in Manchester United it's definitely different it is that's really interesting and I think when a brand goes about it in the right way as well and when they make it like click and make it look natural mm. and I mean Mark I mean Marcus Rashford they did such a good job partnering up with him because he's massive in the football world and it just allows them again to reach a whole new market that they may have never reached. And also, I love the idea of promoting like men's skincare and stuff like that. That's really interesting. So I was actually like looking up some of the more famous collaborations that have happened because I was like, oh, you know, what are the biggest ones in beauty that we've seen? And actually, I mean, there's a lot in fragrance for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, and we were even saying like, you know, brands kind of using, well, maybe using is not the right word, but partnering with people who have like, you know, a specific look or a style to kind of like make them cool. I think YSL do a really good job with that. Yes. Um, I think their latest one is Dua Lipa. Um, so yeah, that kind of feels like a nice partnership as well. And then they had, um, oh my God, what is her name again? Oh no, <laughs> she's a celebrity. Zoe, Zoe Kravitz. Oh yes. Like she did a really cool ad with them for perfume again. Um, But when I was looking at some of the biggest collaborations just across the board, um, biggest one, Cristiano Ronaldo, he got paid one billion. Can you guess the brand? I don't know. Is it a beauty brand? Nike. Nike? Mm, Wow, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, he got paid one billion. So we're all fans of the famous and legendary footballer Cristiano Ronaldo in 20, sorry, in 2003, the partnership between giant sportswear brand Nike and Ronaldo began. Later in 2016, he signed signed a lifetime deal with that brand and became Nike's third athletic brand ambassador with approximately $1 billion. Other than Nike, he has also endorsed various well-known brands which have boosted his profile. Number two, now we we go from $1 billion to a big drop I'll, I will say <laughs> okay. that second one is again it's sports related um, I'm going to make you guess the brand uh, David Beckham he got paid 160 million dollars can you guess the brand David Beckham Adidas maybe yes well done oh, I completely guessed that you know 
David Beckham is a famous sportsman who signed a lifetime endorsement with the most well-reputed brand Adidas. We say, we actually pronounce this differently. You say Adidas and I say Adidas. Um, <laughs> other uh, famous brands that he's worked with are Calvin Klein, H&M, Burger King, Burger King, um, Armani, Armani and Samsung. Speaking of Calvin Klein, actually, do you remember... I think it was like a couple of years ago now when all of like Justin Bieber, Kendall Jenner and all of them did an advert for um, Calvin Klein. And it was all like, you know, in my Calvins and stuff. That was massive. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah, that was a really big campaign. Yeah, I do remember that. Was it also around the same time that all of the Kardashians did the Tommy Hilfiger one? I think it was. I think Calvin Klein went first and didn't they go like a couple of months after or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to know how much those those campaigns cost. A lot of money. A lot of money. A lot. I'm just going to do like one more with you and then I'm going to share uh, some beauty ones. Yeah. Um, but the third one, and you will know this, but it's not one that I think you would think. George Foreman. Okay. Do you remember Foreman Grills? No, I don't. Is that bad? <laughs> Is that bad? Uh, it's yeah, it's pretty big. Um, he got paid a hundred and thirty-seven million. Wow, which he signed an endorsement contract with Foreman Grills, which is still one of the second best endorsement deals of all time. But to be fair, there is no Foreman Grills without George Foreman, in my opinion. God, that's interesting. I'm gonna have to look him up now because I why have I never heard of this guy before? It's very. 90s slash early noughties Sarah you probably just were a little young to fresh out the womb to literally be looking at like forming grills to be honest (laughs) um okay so another one on the list this is beauty related we have and you will know this one Charlize Theron for Dior that was a nice one she got paid 55 million 55 million 55 million it's an 11 year contract and I will say they use that ad yeah, they do. so much. They do use that a lot. But it's a fantastic ad and Charlize Theron looks amazing. So Charlize Theron is one of the sought after South African American actresses in Hollywood. Besides having a glorious film career, uh, Charlize gets a vast sum via brand endorsements. According to the reports, she agreed on an 11 year contract with the well-reputed brand Dior for its signature perfume, J'adore, at 55 million. 11 years is a very long time for a contract like because you know if you do sign an 11 year contract you could be really popular the moment you sign but what if 11 years in you're not that popular or influential anymore it's it's the risk that I think both sides are taking yeah you know it's because like you know if you were signed to Balenciaga for example you know five years ago that would have been amazing mm. that would have been really cool but now no one wants to be associated with Balenciaga for no. obvious reasons. Um, it's, I think it's a risk on both sides. It is. It's really long. Like, I would say the max you could do a contract for would should be like maybe two years, three years. 11 years just seems really, really long. I'm sure, though, that there are clauses in there that are like kind of... Probably. It's a hard, a hard agreement for maybe yeah. three years, two, three years. And then it's probably rolling for 11. So that like maybe every 12 months there's a, mm. do we want to stop, get out, you know? Um, and then I would say that the, the payment isn't like 
here there's 55 million go and enjoy your life it's probably 55 million over 11 years so then it's like at each point you get a little bit Mm -hmm. maybe I would say interesting one yeah we've got one more um on our list which is beauty related we already spoke about this so I know that I definitely know that you know this one Julia Roberts for Lancome that was a magical magical collaboration it was you're a big fan of this one I am because I just think well because I I love France and I love anything to do with France so obviously that part is going to get me but I think you just feel like you're being brought into a magical world I don't I just feel like it yeah it really made I watched that I mean I watched that video so so many times and every single time I was amazed at the end of it I just think it really it hit me in a good way I guess I I love the magic behind it and the feeling that you get from it and I I mean I remember one of the few times that I did watch it I ended up going out and buying the perfume so it obviously worked and it was really really good but then when you do spray on that perfume it kind of does make you feel like you're really special and magical and I just thought it was really beautiful I mean it was your typical French classic advert I agree it was it was done really well Julia Roberts is one of the most marketable American actresses of her time Uh, in 2010 she agreed to an endorsement deal with the well-reputed French luxury brand Lancome and she became a a spokesperson for the same the deal was sealed at 50 million resulting in one of the biggest brand endorsements yeah amazing there's just some like really interesting ones I think um Pepsi have done some really interesting ones as well throughout the years like they also got Britney on board they also got Kendall Jenner on board which wasn't as successful so yeah I think there's just been so many like iconic campaigns um but I think when you look at beauty I always think of yeah of course L'Oreal have everyone in their their mother and then Kerastase I always kind of look at Kerastase and what they're doing and for some reason when Emily Ratajkowski partnered with Kerastase that always stands out for me okay I think because I'm so heavily involved in the hair world that maybe that that one kind of sticks out for me for those reasons any honorable mentions from your side one that actually just came to mind for me now was Rimmel and Kate Moss because I remember when of I was course. like 13, 14 years old and I first kind of started getting into makeup and you know you'd go down to Boots with your money and you'd be so excited and I remember just seeing a poster of her with like the classic Rimmel red lipstick and that always stands out to me and it brings me back to that time. I just thought what Rimmel and Kate Moss did was really successful and I think it's something that you kind of remember forever I mean whenever I think of Rimmel now I think of Kate Moss there's never a time where I don't think of her I love that also Kate Moss and Topshop I know I miss Topshop same I really do they had the best jeans they did I remember their store in Cork City it was huge it was like three whole floors Mm. of incredible stuff it was amazing we had one in Limerick and then it just closed down and we never got another one. <laughs> I know we were a bit deprived. Okay, fab. Well, I think that we'll kind of wrap it up there for the celebrity endorsements. Um, 
Sarah, beauty pick of the week. What have we got? I actually have a beauty pick of the week in front of me. I have to give a shout out to this because it's my summer scent. I just think it's amazing. It's the Joe Malone. I don't know if you can see it. Osmanthus Blossom Cologne. I got this in the airport when I was coming over to London for the photo shoot. And well, first of all, every time I spray it, it's a memory of that London trip. But it's also it just lasts so long and it's a really I mean when I think of summer I think of this scent it's not really something that I think you'd wear in autumn winter but it just it's divine and it lasts all day it's so good I love that amazing okay I'm gonna have to go although you did let me smell it when you were over and it was it was pretty good um so we've got a scent for the second week in the row in a row we do. I think we're we're big scent girls though, because I even with candles in our video we did on oh Friday God. of our desk essentials, it was candles in every video. And you know what? Shout out to anyone who is obsessed with candles like we are. Yes. I picked this up in Aldi. This candle on my desk. Ooh. I picked this up in Aldi on Saturday. It was like three pounds and it's honest to God the exact same as the joe malone one it's lime basil and mandarin it's basically a dupe for that one so so if you love the joe malone candles and don't really want to fork out that much on them i feel like these are kind of good everyday candles and if you want to save like your more expensive ones for yeah like special occasions or the weekends or you know whenever um highly recommend they've also got the peony blush one which again is Smells the exact same as the Joe Malone one, so. I think I have the Peony Blush one. From Aldi? From Aldi, yeah. They're amazing. Cause I'm, we have loads downstairs. I think they're so, so good. And they actually sometimes last longer than the more higher end ones, which is really interesting. Yeah, unless you're like me and I, I let them burn all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um okay fab i think we'll leave it there so for this week's episode um as always if you're enjoying the episode be sure to subscribe um share it on social if you can leave us a review and if there's any beauty news that you would like us to talk through definitely let us know so you can send us a dm at soshikira.agency on instagram and yeah we can that's probably the best way to get in contact with us um or you can send us an email which we will leave all the information in the show notes um we'll also leave all of the links to all of the articles that we referenced in this episode we'll leave them in the show notes as well so if you would like to kind of read up on some of those case studies in more detail they will be there for you and if there's also some celebrity endorsements that you we're loving that you were kind of like oh I wish they spoke about this definitely share that with us as well and we can um make sure that we give them a shout out in the next episode as always thank you for listening and we will be back next week Bye.